Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Bar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back down the right side through the end line. Oh, oh, to Klaus Strauss, Jake, and that thing is in the back of the cage. We're tied in Dobbins' time first half. Oh, baby, Jared Stroud, Pierce, Pikachu's belly button. Let's get shocked. We are tied in the late stages. Away here from the top of this box. And he is ready to fire it in. Louvin lays it toward the middle. Parker elevated now ahead. Oh. And it's in. Oh. It's in. City leads. Oh, a bouncing ball by Louvin. And right there, the magic man from Missouri State, Kyle Hebert, bounced it toward the goal line. It touched the defender's boot onto the roof. It's a 2-1 City lead, 75th minute. Goes long, the keeper in the blue jersey sending it toward the top of the City box. Met by the red hair, Parker, and that's it. The final Tweety Birds have blown. City wins it tonight in Portland, Oregon. Final score, 2-1. History once again for City. History made indeed. It is St. Louis City SC. We're going to be joined by Sporting Director Lutz Fannensteel, who has another victory. They are 3-0 and after winning 2-1 last night at Portland. That call right there from Joey Zanaboni and Dale Schilly on Y98 FM. The goals, the victory, an amazing moment for this franchise as they are the second MLS expansion team to go 3-0. and Let me say this also. Thank you for doing this because I know you got in this morning. <laughs> yeah, we got in, we got in like 6.30, but uh, actually I'm right now in the training facility. I just watched our U-17s play against Cincinnati where they beat them. Uh, we won 8-1, which was a great academy start uh, in the early morning as well. There's a few more games to come, which I will watch, and then I will maybe have a little sleep in the afternoon. I know you will. How good is that coffee taste this morning? Are you a coffee drinker, Lutz? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker. Uh, tasted pretty good. I think the, the flight back home from Portland, uh, which was quite long, but, uh, you know, it was just a, a great atmosphere in the plane. The players were really, really tired. Um, I think everybody was really tired, uh, but, yeah, it was a... Just a very, very good feeling uh, because we worked hard during the week and, and getting, again, a, a result where not many people thought we will get it. 
uh, of course, makes it makes it a very sweet weekend. I'm sure it does. And, you know, you beat Austin, and people were excited. You come home. Of course, there's a lot of pressure to do it in front of the home fans. You settle in, and you do it. How did you do it this time against a Portland team that we know has a lot of strength all over the place and certainly a very proud franchise? You know, I have a, a lot of past with Portland because I played myself for the Vancouver Whitecaps for quite some time. So uh, I, I played lots of games away uh, in in Portland. It always is one of the most difficult places to play in the United States. It's a very loud crowd. It's a, it's a tough crowd. It's a um, supporter who, who really push uh, the Timbers forward and, and, and you do get that feeling immediately. So, it, you know, it just was growing and growing. Uh, but, yeah, you said it just right. Uh, you know, Austin plays a different style. Charlotte plays a different style. And now um, look, looking the way the Timbers play, it's very physical. Uh, it, it's tough to play them. But I think um, apart from the first five, six minutes where I was, uh, I'll call it, uh, slightly furious, uh, just because we just didn't come out from the, from the locker as sharp as we wanted to be, and they just started to roll over us. Apart from that five minutes, and once we settled, I think we we, we played a good game. I think uh, we definitely deserved the result, and uh, yeah, making it three wins out of three, of course, uh, you know, it's just it's just a special moment. I'm sure it is. What a sweet moment it is! You fell behind one nothing three minutes into the game, and then the 14th minute. Take a listen here. Leuven, does he have the magic here against three on the wall? And Vasilev's lined up on the ball as well. Leuven fakes at it. It's Vasilev on the ground. It's good. A city goal. We're tied 1-1. No, it went wide. Oh, no, it went wide. Oh, no. Just a touch wide. And Dale Shilly, that's why you're the best in the business. (laughs) Just a near miss there. Uh, Indiana Vasilev so close. Then this. Trying to help get it back down the right side toward the end line. Oh, all to Klaus Straub, who's changed, and that thing is in the back of the cage. We're tied in stoppage time, first half. Oh, baby, Jared Stroud, Pierce Pikachu's belly button. Crazy call right there by Joey Zanaboni on Y98 FM. Lutz, fan and steel, you tie the game. How did that one come about right there? Yeah, you know, I think after going down uh, very early, it, it takes some time to, to settle in. I think uh, we got in there in the middle of the first half pretty well. And I think that it's always about the moment. And uh, scoring right before halftime, like we did in, in stockage time, you know, in the end of the first half, I mean, that moment who really changed the momentum of the game. That was the moment when we went in the changing room where I had the feeling that we're going to win this game. Because uh, uh, Portland was already actually towards the end of the game, they end of the first half. They tried to, uh, to to run the clock down. You know, they got a little bit worried about us. So that was the perfect moment to get that goal. It was very nicely played from Rasmus Arn with a great game. You know, Klaus deflected it, and, and Charles Strauss is a very very good finish. So I think that was a little bit the turning point where we came with a lot of confidence out from the lockers in the second half. In the second half, Klaus with a near miss. It stayed 1-1, and then this. Evander scored last weekend against LAFC. Oh, how about that dribbling on the far side? Portland putting on a show. Now they're into the city box. 
Won't get a shot off. Great recovery by Nelson. Squirts to the top. Moreno slams a shot into a city defender. Second try. Berkey, a huge save on his knees. Oh, Roman Berkey jamming things like a broken cop here at a Bob Marley concert. This is why you pay Roman Berkey to make saves like that and also provide leadership and really a backbone for your team, don't you? Yeah, very, very strong performance yesterday by the Swiss keeper. You know, his his appearance is very, very calm. Uh, You can see the experience. Uh, He leads the team. And he made some big saves already after, you know, just a minute. Then he had a good one-on-one save, then another two big saves uh, towards the end of the game. Yeah, that's why he's here. You know, that's why why we brought him in. Um, I know Roman very, very well since, uh, you know, I was 10 years in the Bundesliga. He was like, I think, eight years in the Bundesliga. So we played a lot against him. And I think, yeah, he was yesterday, uh, played a major role, uh, not just... uh, stopping the ball on the line, but also being very, very good and very comfortable in the air, dealing with crosses, but also his footwork, uh, his distribution uh, played a big role yesterday for us. And then you have that experience back there with Tim Parker. You have a pretty young and hungry team otherwise, though. Here it is. The comeback kids do it again. Away here from the top of this box, and he is ready to fire it in. Luven lays it toward the middle. Parker elevated now ahead, oh. and it's in! Oh. It's in! City leads! Oh, a bouncing ball by Luven, and right there, the magic man from Missouri State, Kyle Hebert, bounced it toward the goal line. It touched the defender's boot onto the roof. It's a 2-1 City lead, 75th minute. What happened there? How does this happen? Amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, we played ourselves into an advantage in the second half. We created some chances. We actually scored before that goal as well. But then it was another set piece. And especially uh, by now, I think uh, the league, you know, I think it arrived in the league mail that um, Edward Lurgan is very good with set pieces. So another nice crossing, a very, very nice uh, free kick from the side. Uh, difficult to defend. And then, of course, you having uh, uh, Cal Hibbert, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, I mean, what a career the boy had, you know, coming in from uh, from the university and uh, yeah, playing last week a big role in the next pro. He deserved that call-up, that promotion up into the pro team, you know, like, uh, yeah, 100% because he's, Great character, great leader, and he just improves week in, week out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably as happy as he is for that goal because that's somehow what dreams are made of. Uh, if you have talked to him nine months ago, I think he would have not dreamt about being a starter in the MLS. And so far, you know, he, he just really performs week in, week out. Uh, scoring that goal, somehow he really he rewards himself and the team for the hard work everybody puts in. And, yeah, I think that was a, a great moment for everybody. It really is. 3-0 and at the top of the table in the West is St. Louis City SC with nine points. Lutz Vandensteel, the sporting director, back to work, but also enjoying and relishing in this W. Best of luck against San Jose on Saturday. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to have him on KMOX. Wow. How much fun is this? Quick break. Come back. 
John Mosellock, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations. Next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tom Ackerman with you. Welcome back into the Gray Bar Sports Open Line from Jupiter, Florida. And we're joined by the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. John, how are you? I'm doing well, and you? I am doing great. It's great to be down here. First of all, let me tell you, thank you once again for setting us up. We have a wonderful studio here in this conference room across the street from the ballpark. You take great care of us. Uh, the organization always does. So KMOX can't thank you enough for the accommodations and, and all that you provide us down here at spring training as we've been going since the start. Well, I'm glad we can help. Don't get too comfortable. Next year could be look a little different, though. <laughs> yeah. What the is remodel. that going to be like? To, yeah. Uh, you uh, we'll talk about that. Here. We'll say that for a winter show. Yeah, let's do that another time. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how that the end result of all of that, but I know you're going to tear some stuff up down here as we uh, watch the construction of this baseball team. It's been an interesting spring training. I actually I anticipated it being uh, interesting, and I found it to be – uh, really great to be able to see young players get opportunities and to see them, you know, not have to jam it all into a short period of time with players at the world baseball classic Mo. I do feel like they get a chance to show what they can do over a longer period. Do you feel the same? I do. I do. And I think, you know, the biggest you know difference right now is, is the, these guys are getting a huge opportunity given, you know, Two-fifths of our rotation's gone, um, three-fourths of our infield, and two-thirds of our outfield. And, and so what's been really enjoyable is just seeing how these young guys are taking advantage of this opportunity. And so I think uh, anybody that loves following our, our prospects, and we certainly have a, a really exciting group to do that with, uh, I hope fans can take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that, that everything continues to go well. I think, you know, over the, the course of the next few weeks, we're going to have some really, really hard decisions to make. And uh, um, But I'd much rather that than trying to fill out a, a 26-man roster where I can't even come up with the names. So um, I do anticipate uh, the next 14 days to be pretty interesting down here. 
I hear that. Oh, we got some good news today from Jordan Walker that his right shoulder strain is okay, cleared to play and, and hit and throw. And uh, what happened uh, just over the last 24 hours, Mo, to your top prospect? Well, you know, a little scary on a slide. Um, anybody who got to see that knows he went head first. And I, I think the ground might have still been a little damp and he just stuck. And so it just felt uncomfortable. Obviously, uh, in a situation like that, you just want to make be prudent. And uh, so he was removed for precautionary reasons. I think it, had it been a maybe regular season game, he, he may have uh, been able to like, fight through that. But, you know, someone at his age, someone on what you know expectations are, it's still best to be prudent. Yeah, he has had terrific spring. He's put up some terrific numbers, but it's also just the way he goes about his business. As you see the outfield start to ramp up here in terms of competition, it's real, isn't it? Jordan Walker is competing for a job, or is he? How, how do you see all of that? <laughs> We've got a couple of guys in the WBC. <laughs> that was an interesting question, but I would say that, that of course, uh, um, his performance is, is opening up eyes. I think everybody is, is really well aware of uh, the type of talent. But I think you also have to recognize the incumbents, right, uh, with yeah. Tyler, uh, Lars, and, and Dylan. And, and so a lot of this depends on how they play, too. So I think as, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a question mark when, you, when, when Tyler's not in this camp right now. It's a little bit of a question mark when Lars is not in this camp right now. Um, obviously, Dylan is. But, you know, what these guys are doing and what they do over the course of the next couple of weeks is, is, is certainly going to impact how we think about making our decisions. I am intrigued by Mason Wynn as well. I know that everybody else is. So he's showcased a lot in your infield. But, you know, the, we've talked a lot about him, I think. I, I'm, I'm still curious about Alec Burleson. I, I, he's going to get a, a shot at DH today. Uh, how do you see him so far in camp? Well, I, I think, you know, I think most of us are all excited about what he can do offensively and then what type of flexibility he gives you defensively now obviously can hit from the left side we see him as someone like more of an all fields type hitter not just like pure power um and, and so as you watch things unfold i mean you also have to like throw i think yeppy into that type of conversation too because of 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 you know potentially how you might line up dhs and and, and as you think about um your day-to-day lineup so i, I think that's why when I said the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some you know, really difficult decisions. And, and based on how people are playing, you hope they kind of force your hand in, into having to uh, decide how you want to see playing time shake out. But, you know, Ollie and the coaching staff, we, we talk about it fairly regularly. I don't want to say daily right now because we're trying to just allow these guys to go out and play and not rush to any decisions on, on uh, March 12th. You know, ultimately, we're going to have to have a, a, a starting lineup on March 30th, and and so you know, lots going to happen between now and then. But as as these younger guys are competing for innings, competing for at bats, um, I think there's there's going to be a, a, there's a lot of uncertainty between now and then. And even as we talk about somebody like a Burleson, you know, even there's more question marks. Even how you think about like the bullpen and, and guys competing for those innings. So. That will definitely be fun to watch if you're a fan. Yeah, I like shifting to that. I Looking yesterday at Zach Thompson, who continues to put up zeros, Packy Naughton, nice outing yesterday. A couple of lefties looking really good. I just That bullpen's got some other names, too, that are starting to push their way into it, left and right side. That, that is, 
I guess, a good problem to have because you're jammed up there. And then on top of that, you have some pitchers who can start but also play a role in the bullpen. It's fascinating. It is. And, uh, you know, you, you think about somebody like a Jake Woodford um, or, or Drew Verhagen. I mean, both guys are throwing the ball exceptionally well right now. Um, you, you know, it would be uh, obviously if we were to break today, they're, they're both on your club. And, and so, you know, those are spots that maybe people weren't thinking about. And then you go jump back to the WBC conversation and you, you know, you take a sneak peek at like what Palante did in his outing there for, for Italy and super impressive. So, Again, when you're having these situations where guys are performing well in this camp, it, it some years there's there's times where you're you're still looking for a couple more to step up and do it. Uh, currently, as we stand here today, we have a bunch of people that are playing well, and you know there's if using the analogy of the musical chairs, at some point the music's going to stop, and 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 who's going to be left standing? Yeah, I hear that. You told us from the beginning this is a spring training of opportunity, and it's out there for a lot of these players. That's what makes it so fascinating. Meanwhile, players that are in the WBC, like Adam Wainwright, are also – it's important to, to see what they do. I mean, we talked about Wayno and his velocity in the mid-'80s. What did you think of yesterday, his outing against Great Britain when he went four? Well, I certainly um, got a little nervous when he gave up the home run. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I – I, I did pay attention to, to the velocity there as well. And I think he's aware of what he's doing. I didn't feel like his fastball, he was struggling like with spotting it. But, you know, the, the key to Wayne of success is always the ability to spin it. Um, you know, that's really been how he's been defined over the last uh, 10 years. Pitch off the fastball, but use the breaking ball as sort of a swing and miss. And, you know, last night he settled down, and that's what he did, uh, you know, I imagine a lot of adrenaline flowing on both sides last night, and they'll be uh, curious to see how he looks in his next outing. But, you know, he's such a competitor. I just, you know, I I would tell people just remind yourself, like, never bet against him because he always finds a way. I hear you on that. No doubt about it. We've learned that lesson many, many times. WBC is a high-charged atmosphere, too. I mean, it, it's it's interesting what's going on in Miami. I told you uh, and our listeners that I got to spend a few minutes with Yadier Molina in that interview we'll hear coming up here in just a few minutes. He is managing Puerto Rico, and, and I just love the, the atmosphere down there. I think it's good for the game. I, I think I understand it more now being there, and it, it's a reminder, Mo, that and you've traveled around. This game is bigger than what we see here in, in Major League Baseball. It, there is there is so much to discover about this game, I think, still to come, isn't there? Well, I think like, like any time you, you, you think about a, something that's really, I think we'd all agree, is like you know a national pastime here in the United States, but there are places around the world that, that baseball is, is highly thought of. And, um, you know, when you get the opportunity to go see a game down in Mexico or Dominican Republic or, or Venezuela, the, the fan base, the energy that, that goes on in those games is, is, you know, it's different than here. And, and so when you, when people talk about their experiences internationally, the passion for what they, what they believe in and how they follow the game is really unique. And, and so when you then, put in countries like Japan or Korea that are, are very proud of the game of baseball. It's, it's different. And I think it's, it's good. And yes, I mean, like, you know, someone that runs a team, I, I certainly would rather like all our players in this camp and, you know, just prepare for our 2023 campaign. But 
you know, taking a step back and understanding, like, you know, trying to really build the game and build the brand, you, you, you have to have some level of sacrifice to do that. And, you know, I, I take a lot of pride that we have 17 players competing in the WBC. I think that's a compliment to the organization that we have good players. And the fact that we have so many off our, our 40-man roster is also, uh, you know, I think a reflection of, of why we're, you know, a good team. And so, you know, I, I, I hope, like, these guys get to play and have a deep run. Um, obviously, some of these guys are going to be returning uh, sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, I hope they gain something from the experience and there's no doubt when you're going out and playing like for team USA last night, the energy and the adrenaline is a lot different than if you're going to uh, play today against Washington in the grapefruit league. This is just one final thing for John Mosellock. Matt's and Flaherty are important. And I hustled back yesterday cause I wanted to talk to Jack and I'm getting a really, really good vibe from him. I, he just, he seems he's in a very good place from a pitching standpoint. Where do you see Jack? Yeah, I would, I would echo that. I feel like yesterday's outing was good. He's, you know, I think when you, when you look at, at performance, that's one thing, but how people are recovering, how they feel. And I think in, in Jack's particular case, he, he is in a real good spot, both physically and mentally. And, you know, I think he's excited to, to have a, a really robust season, which, you know, in, in this business, that's awesome. So, um, you know, happy to see how he performed. Uh, obviously, Matt's goes today, which is critical. I think anytime you're, you're sort of setting up for the season, you want to just make sure the guys are getting their work in, they're making the, ju- the adjustments they need to make when they're out on that field, and they're seeing some sort of uh, uh, positive return on that. And when, when you're seeing that, I think from a, a, a coaching standpoint and an organizational standpoint, you, you feel good about it. And that is exactly like someone like Jack is it, we're seeing that. I appreciate all of this, Mo, and uh, see you over at the ballpark today. Thanks for being with us. All right, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. John Mosellock with us, Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Quick break. We'll come back. Yadier Molina is next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. At the World Baseball Classic in Miami, Tom Ackerman with you on KMOX and the Cardinals Radio Network. The manager of Puerto Rico, you might know him. It's Yadier Molina. Congratulations on this, first of all, and good luck in this event. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, to represent your country. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, how proud are you to, to be part of this and to wear this hat, this uniform. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's a great honor to represent your country and, and try to do it the right way um, um, and see see if it, everything goes right, you know? Um, but it's such a great honor to be on this uniform. I asked you in the press conference the strengths of your team. You do have a lot of offensive ability, don't you, at the plate and on the bases? Yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of everything. We, got, we can run the base. We can play the small baseball, bond. Uh, move the guy over. Uh, we got some guys that can hit the ball out of the park. Uh, but mainly for me, it's about different pitching. Uh, we got some really good arms on the bullpen, so hopefully every, everything goes well. What did you learn over your time in St. Louis, really starting with Tony, about preparing yourself for this moment, managing yeah. a club? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot from Tony, from Cheryl Kendall. I uh, have a bunch of uh, coaches that I learned from, uh, players like Jim Emron, Pujols, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I was waiting for my whole my whole life for this moment. I'm, I feel like I'm ready. You get the competitive feeling again. You'll always have that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's never going to go away from me. Um, I feel like I'm uh, always competing with myself, uh, trying to get better. Um, I don't think this is not the case. I mean, I'm going to keep um, proving myself. Um, hopefully everything, like I said, hopefully everything goes well. I uh, wanted to ask you a couple more before you go and, and get your team out on the field to stretch. Just to the north of here, the Cardinals are working out. It's just how do you view them in this upcoming season? Yeah, we, uh, they have a great team. They have great uh, leaders over there in the clubhouse. Um, uh, I put it from them. I put it from them. I'm obviously, uh, they got a great team. It's my team. Um, I'm going to... When I look for every every opportunity to go over there and support them. And you've known Wilson for a long time. You yeah. competed against him. What, what's it like to know that he's taking your spot? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Wilson looked better on red. He looked way better on red. Uh, Wilson is a great guy. I mean, great human being. I'm, uh, obviously, he's a great player. I think it's going to help the, this team to win. Last thing, Adam Wainwright is starting for Team USA, a number of your teammates. Mm-hmm are out there competing. What is that like uh, from your perspective? Good. I'm happy they are in the other division and <laughs> the other pool. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Bueno. He deserves everything. Um, uh, I can't wait to see him in the second round. We're happy for you. We're here to support you, and, Thank you and follow Puerto Rico. And I know how much this means to you, and, and it means to the game of baseball. So thanks all right. for all Thank you, you do. Thank you, Tom. Thank you with head coach Bradley Carnell, who joins us every Monday morning at 9.35. Coach, good morning and congratulations on another victory. 
Hey, good morning, Tom. Uh, we have to keep this chat going every Monday because right now it's bringing us a lot of luck. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I'm happy to do that. We are here down in Florida covering the Cardinals at spring training, but I assure you I was all over it. Y98 FM, Apple TV, and just thrilled to see you win another game. You won it 2-1, to one, this time at Portland. And Portland is a terrific organization, aren't they? They've been around for a while and established. Yeah, very established. I mean, uh, Providence Park uh, is one of the most hostile environments uh, in the MLS, and uh, to go to go there to to compete and uh, to get knocked in the face early on, we go down a goal uh, within the first two minutes, and uh, to rally back and uh, just before the half was, I think, paramount to, to our success on the day to to sort of work our way back in the game and. Uh, uh, earn, earn level peggings uh, just going into the break was uh, very, very important for us. And, uh, yeah, a- again, uh, once again, the, the team rallied behind each other. They stood together. They, they uh, competed. Um, and it was fun to be on the sidelines. You know, I know the quality that uh, Portland possesses. Uh, you know, I think with Diego Chara and Eric Williamson, uh, the best uh, midfield duo um, in the league. So to compete with these guys and to hand debuts to Miguel Perez, uh, starting debuts, uh, was was a fantastic uh, night for everyone involved. Yeah, let's talk about that for a moment. Miguel Perez is from St. Louis. He's 17 years old. We talked about your midfielder, Blome. He had been sick earlier in the week. He was not on the roster. Perez makes his first MLS start. What a great moment. Unbelievable moment. Um, you know, we felt Miguel Perez has been ready for for quite some time for, for more minutes and uh, we were happy to have uh, rewarded him with those minutes. We had to be a little bit flexible in our tactical approach. Uh, you know, we played Edu Leuven a little bit higher uh, up the field uh, with Indy Vasilev and, and Miggy Perez holding down in those holding midfielder spots. But uh, yeah, I think we have a bit of fluidity. I think we have a bit of uh, flexibility within our, our lineups and uh, every minute uh, that we give a new guy is, is, another, is another strength for us and, and, and makes us uh, a better squad for it. Indy Vasilev's a tough kid, not a kid anymore. He's a he's a grown man and a heck of a player, and he nearly uh, scored for you there. And then you were able to, as you said, continue your attacking style, and you ended up scoring a couple of goals and win it 2-1. to one. But I wanted to ask you, I mean, you give up a goal in the first few minutes, as you mentioned, but you don't give another one up the rest of the match. Uh, let's discuss defensively how you're able to do that. And, of course, you have one of the elite uh, goalkeepers in the game in Roman Berkey. Yeah, Roman was massive on the night. You know, even though he only makes uh, two other saves, uh, we conceded the one and, and uh, the other two that we conceded on target. Uh, you know, he, he came up uh, trumps for us. But uh, his distribution, uh, just his leadership, uh, the, some teams are challenging us uh, at the moment with a lot of uh, cross balls, like crosses. So he's very confident and, you know, he's a calming presence coming out for those and um, helping the boys out at the back. But uh, I just think it's a collective, Tom, you know, uh, we, we get dealt uh, a lot of challenges through the game and, and the ebbs and flows and not to give a ton away, but uh, with inherently our style of play is very aggressive, very on the front foot, and, and we're going to get broken down at times. But uh, the relentless nature of, of our back line, you know, starts with uh, Tim Parker, Carl Hebert, Jake Nowinski, Johnny Nelson. These guys, uh, the ability to defend the way that they are, uh, we ask a lot of them, and, and right now uh, they're having all the answers for us. Just the fourth expansion team to start 3-0. and No expansion team has ever started 4-0. and I had Lutz on my show yesterday, Sports on a Sunday morning, and he was already back to work. I mean, I think you guys landed at about 6.30 <laughs> in the morning, and he was, <laughs> he was watching already. 
uh, what was going on at the training center. What about for you? What was that ride like back home? And, and uh, do you get right into San Jose or, or do you take so, a little time? It was interesting. I mean, uh, we got back, I think, at around 7 a.m. I think Liz went home for two hours and then came to watch the academy. I went home. Uh, what, I have a routine of watching our game straight back. So uh, I watched our game straight back. Um, and then, obviously, uh, all the notes, compile the notes and uh, get ready for tactical uh, video um, on training day when we get together tomorrow. And then, uh, yeah, we get cracking straight ahead on, on San Jose. So I've already done a bit of homework on San Jose and uh, watched some of the games against Atlanta and Colorado most recently. How good is San Jose? And what can you say about the atmosphere that awaits you on Saturday, Bradley? Yeah, I think very unassuming. People, people taking San Jose, just from what I'm hearing, right? So just to put it into context, San Jose traditionally a very expensive uh, possession-based soccer team and uh, they enjoy a lot of the ball. I think their last game against Colorado was over 600 passes. So um, they're very comfortable with the ball. But also now with Luchi Gonzalez, uh, uh, their coach, I mean, uh, had some great experiences as the head coach of Dallas, uh, uh, U.S. men's national team, as assistant to Greg Boholter, and, and now running the helm at San Jose. So sporting director I have very close uh, links with as well. Um, you know, with John Wolniak, uh, who was formerly at the Red Bulls. So I think they're trying to bring a little bit of everything right now. And, uh, yeah, we, we will, be, I won't say we will benefit, but from a red card from Montero, uh, they picked up a, a red card at the weekend. So he's one of their star playmakers, um, you know. So they have a lot of depth in their squad. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be challenged for sure with, uh, you know, that's a very conflicting uh, style of play that, that we have. And, uh, uh, I, we just calling on the 12th man at City Park. You know, City Park is was buzzing last time around, um, and and I'm hoping for nothing less. And, and I'm really excited about uh, bringing the game with nine points back to back to St. Louis. I know they'll be excited to see you. you have the St. Louis sports fans fired up. I assure you that. And the St. Louis BattleHawks, the football team just down the street. We're going to talk about them in the next segment. They flooded the dome and. The Cardinals will be there very shortly. I'll tell you what, down here you have a lot of people in the Cardinals organization staying up late watching your matches. So it's exciting. Everybody's buzzing about you, and congratulations, and good luck against San Jose. Yeah, thank you very much. Excited for the weekend. Bradley Carnell, the head coach of St. Louis City SC. The head coach of the Billikens, SLU women's coach Rebecca Tillett, is going to the NCAA tournament. She joins us next on KMOX. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Final segment tonight, Tom Ackerman with you from Jupiter, Florida, Knoxville, Tennessee. This Saturday, the SLU women's team playing in its first NCAA tournament against Tennessee. And I asked Coach Rebecca Tillett how she would want the national networks to describe her team. You know, I'd like us to be described as just, you know, a team that's smart and tough. And I think we display that in that, you know, latter half of the season. And it took us some time to get to know each other and figure out how we were going to get this thing going all in the same direction together. But defensively, I think we will dictate and disrupt people. And then offensively, we are hard to guard now because we've got a lot of different options, a lot of people capable 
of finishing plays. And uh, that that's what I think makes us fun to watch. You are a lot of fun to watch. I was able to call some of your games this year, seven of them, as a matter of fact, on KMOX Radio and enjoyed every last bit of it because you play at a pace that does have a lot of energy. And I, I think you're right. I, I think one of the things, you know, we always talk about Brooke Flowers and her ability to block shots and how much energy that creates in the post, but your perimeter defenders are relentless. I mean, that, that is one of the hallmarks of your team, isn't it? It is. One of our recent opponents said, you know, we were just everywhere. And I think that's what we want it to feel like. And Brooke, wow, just, you know, the storyline of her saying that she came back to win a championship and then for us all to be able to help her fulfill that dream, it doesn't get much better. And then our guards, yeah, on the perimeter trying to disrupt and deflect any pass or, you know, make any action that an opponent's trying to run difficult. I think one of the players that's going to get some attention is Kyla McMakin, and for good reason. Uh, you've gone back-to-back now to the NCAA tournament. You did it with Longwood, and now you've done it with SLU. McMakin was on your team at Longwood, and I told you both this on a show that we did together for SLU, is that she told me, you know, I don't know that a lot of people know this, but the only Division One offer I got was from Longwood. Uh, Rebecca Tillett believed in me. And I am here for her. And she made her way over to St. Louis. And now all she does is score. <laughs> she averaged about <laughs> 17 or 18. She she put 27 on the board against UMass. Yeah, you know, one of the fun storylines behind that is we recruited her late in her senior year. And it was actually Coach Tip- Tiffany Sarton, who's on our staff now, who sent me to see her. And I watched her for, you know, like six minutes of a high school game. And I called Tiffany back. And I'm like, are you sure she's available? I just... How could she still be available? And, um, yeah, just the commitment she's had, obviously, to our process and and what we're trying to do. And, you know, she actually committed to me outside the Cardinal Stadium below the trophy and just kind of walked me over there and said, you know, let's do it again. Um, And even that, like thinking of Brooke's comment, thinking of Kyla's comment to me there, you know, wow, they're – forward thinking of what we could do. And and certainly I believe that we were capable of that. I also have been around a while and know that what we did is not easy to do. So to have those two players' belief in what we were trying to do from the beginning before anything had happened is really powerful. Wow, it's so cool. So she committed to you. Was that like the, the big trophy right there in Ballpark Village? <laughs> yes. Below all the flags, and she was, she got me too because she was like, you know what all that is, and I'm like explaining it to her like she doesn't know, and she knew the whole time what she was doing. I also wanted to ask just about capitalizing on the brand, not just SLU, but women's basketball in general in St. Louis, and just trying to get everybody to understand what you're putting on the floor, and then. Of course, there's a recruiting aspect to this. I mean, what better way to promote your brand than to say we were in the NCAA tournament? So how do you sort of plan on, I know you're focusing on a game here, but just in the bigger picture, continuing to grow this program in that fashion? You know, I think that was the question mark for a lot of people in St. Louis is, can we do it? And and when can we do it? And how quickly can we do it? And, you know, you hope that that proves to recruits and their families that, we can do it right here. You can stay right here in an incredible sports community and, and play for your hometown and raise this program, you know, to incredible heights. And I think this is the beginning of what we're trying to do, and we have much more planned in, in future seasons. 
could you do what Katie Shields has done? And what do you think of her? I know that the two of you uh, know each other well now. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's certainly the goalpost, right, is to to do what she's done. And I, I do think that the way that SLU invests in women's basketball and the community and the, you know, girls' basketball at the roots level here is capable of doing this. Um, I think in terms of Katie, we try to steal a couple minutes anytime we can. Obviously, both really busy women serving our teams, um, but every chance we get to talk, um, you know, leadership and um, just the development of our teams, I think we both take it, you know, really seriously and, and look for those opportunities often. I wanted to ask you one more thing, and that is just women's basketball in general. We, we've talked a lot about the future of the game, but where do you think it is and, and what do you think needs to be accomplished? Final thing for Rebecca Tillett, the head coach at SLU, uh, to get women's basketball more in the spotlight. And it is. It, it is getting more and more exposure. You know, I've been going to the Final Four for years, even when I was a high school coach, and you just see the arenas packed, and, and there are so many people who are passionate about women's basketball. And you and I have talked before, it's equal part on those of us that are in the game and working through the, you know, wins and losses and, and building programs, and it's also on the media to also tell the story. And I think, you know, Tom, we've thanked you a lot, but your ability to tell our story throughout the year this year helped our team, both in ways that impact winning and also in the outreach in the community. So thank you for that, and, and let's all keep growing the game for these women that put forth so much effort. I appreciate that. It is on us uh, in a lot of ways to give women the platform, uh, to give them the prime time, to give them the locations, the venues, the the equal training facilities and ability to do great things and that is starting to happen you can see it growing right before our eyes and there were some big names that tried to do that uh, starting with pat summit and so many others to get women's college basketball on the map and here we are SLU is going to the ncaa tournament i just like saying that thank you so much tom talk to you soon that's our show for tonight basketball is upon us the tournament starts tomorrow with the first four the women will get going later it's going to be an exciting week no question about it thanks for joining us on kmox why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. 
Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.